Good evening, everyone. So this is my second weekend here now. Things are going great. I'm settling in well and loving the St. Michael Parish. I got all my belongings moved into the rectory. You know, I have a brother that lives down in Fargo and half of my stuff was tempor temporarily stored at his place including my motorcycle. Yeah, I have a Harley Davidson that I love to drive. <laughs> well, I got all my, uh, my stuff and my bike moved up this week from his place and I transferred the registration on my bike. So now I have that beautiful North Dakota license plate on the back. <laughs> well, my friends, uh, you know, I'm excited to to preach on today's gospel because the theme relates to something most of us in, in small town North Dakota and, and Minnesota should be familiar with and that's agriculture. You know it's not uncommon for Jesus to use these agriculture illustrations to make his point and teach us about the kingdom of God. Well today's well-known parable of the sower and the seed is a perfect example. I like these illustrations because I grew up on a farm in the middle of North Dakota, just outside of Esmond. I can relate to these examples and it helps me understand the point Jesus is making. But there is a huge difference between farming now and farming during the time of Jesus, of course. You know, farming technology now is, is focused on maximum yield in the most efficient way possible. Well, 2,000 years ago, farmers were not likely driven by that aspect in their farming practices. So, brothers and sisters, there are two main points I want to unpack with you today in this gospel. One is about sowing the seed. And the other is about the soil for the seed. You know, in Denver, I worked as an engineer in the agriculture department for a company called Trimble Navigation. Now, that was before, you know, I, I heard the call and entered the seminary. You know, any of you who are, have operated Case IH or Caterpillar equipment may be familiar with Trimble. They develop high-precision GPS navigation and tracking systems. You know, tractors and combines and sprayers are mounted with these, these auto-steer systems that will drive the machine perfectly across the field using the computer mapping system mounted in the cab. When it comes to planting, you know, these huge air seeders uh, that can be mounted with these sensors in the computer, it, it triggers the seeds to be planted at the exact spacing the farmer wants. And it counts every single seed planted and maps it in the software. It knows exactly where seeds have been already planted and it'll, it'll shut off the individual seeding tubes so there's never wasted overlap when driving over a portion of the field that has already been planted. You know, the technology is incredible. And we need this innovation to feed all the people in our modern world. 
So to all you farmers out there, thank you for keeping the people of the world alive and fed. You know, when you take a serious approach to farming economy, you want the most yield from the least amount of seed. You don't waste any. That's how modern, modern farm practices work. That's how farmers are successful in their profession. But that's not how farming worked back in Jesus' time. You know, when Jesus talks about sowing seed, he means, of course, sowing the word, the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God and salvation. And this seed never runs out. It's limitless. He wants the sowers, which are you and I, to spread and scatter it abundantly. To never hold back. Because this seed will never go empty. And this shows how much God loves all of us. Okay, my friends, now for the second point I want to focus on. It pertains to what Jesus is really getting at in this parable today, which is the soil in which the seed falls. In gospel times, farmers you know, sometimes sowed their seeds on top of the soil and, the, and then plowed them under in one operation. It was not uncommon for some of these seeds to blow into, onto footpaths that, that crisscross the fields or blow into rows of thorn bushes that that sometimes enclose the fields to discourage animals from entering them. And some seeds also fell on the thin skin of soil that, that hid large rocks just below the surface. And Jesus utilized these familiar situations in this parable of the sower. So you know what, I wanted to try and find some modern day illustrations we could use to apply our Lord's teaching to our modern day lives. And I did find four brief illustrations that I want to share with you. Let's begin with the, uh, the first example where the seed fell on the footpath. There once was a, a British television celebrity named Kenneth Clark. He wrote an autobiography. And in it, he describes a religious experience he had in a church at one time in his life. He said that it was so intense that he considered making some drastic changes in the way he was living. But after that experience he had, had passed, Clark, he decided against making those changes. And looking back on his decision, he said, I think I was right. I was too deeply embedded in the world to change course. But I'm sure without a doubt that I had felt the finger of God. Clark's response might be compared to the, the seed that fell on the footpath. You know, it stands for those who receive God's word but later lose it. Because as Jesus says, Satan steals it away from them before they can, it can take root. Now let's look at the second example where the, the seed fell on rocky soil. There were two brothers named Clarence and Robert who had committed their lives to Jesus in their youth. 
Clarence, he grew up and became a civil rights activist. Robert grew up and became a lawyer. One day, Clarence asked Robert for legal help in a civil rights matter, but Robert refused, saying that it could hurt his political future. Clarence was stunned. He confronted Robert about his commitment to Jesus. And Robert responded saying, I do follow Jesus, but not onto the cross. I am not getting myself crucified. Well, Clarence looked at his brother and, and said, Robert, then you're not a follower of Christ. You're only one of his fans. Robert's situation might be compared to the seed that fell on rocky ground. It stands for those who receive the message with joy, but abandon it in time of temptation and trial. Our third story recalls a seed that fell among thorns. And this story is about a girl attending Catholic high school. One night she wrote the following comments on a homework assignment. She said, I got a strange feeling in class today when we were discussing the parable about the farmer who planted seed. You see, at the end of last year, I had a great talk with my counselor. She helped me see a lot of things clearly and I made several resolutions. Then yesterday it hit me. I hadn't kept a single one of those resolutions. I had gotten so involved in school again that I forgot all about them. The girl's comments might be compared to the seed that fell among thorns. You know, she received her counselor's words with joy, but forgot about them once the, the rat race of life got started again. And finally, our last story about the seed that fell on good soil. There was a, this author, his name was Jane, John Scott, who wrote a book called Basic Christianity. And in it, he describes an incident that happened in his youth. One night, he knelt down and committed his life to Jesus. The next day, he wrote this in his journal. Yesterday really was an eventful day. Behold, Jesus stands at the door and knocks, and I have heard him, and now he has come into my house. He has cleansed it and now rules in it. I really have felt an immense and new joy. It is the joy of being at peace with the world and of being in touch with God. I never really knew him before. John's commitment might be compared to the seed that fell on good soil. It stands for those who hear God's message, take it to heart, and never let it go. Okay, so now, to sum, to sum this all up and bring it home, brothers and sisters, the parable of the sower, you know, it belongs to a group of parables in the gospel that are sometimes called mirror parables. You know, these stories act as a mirror into which we can look at ourselves. In other words, you know, the parable of the sower invites us to ask ourselves what seed we are like. 
Or to put it another way, which person in the stories we just heard can we compare ourselves to? Are we like the seed that fell on the footpath? That is, are we like Clark, who was inspired to change his life, but then decided against it because it would upset everything? Or are we like the seed that fell on rocky soil? That was the second story about Robert, who committed his life to Jesus in his youth, but gave up on that commitment when it conflicted with his worldly desire of political advancement? Or are we like the seed that fell among the thorns? That is, are we like the, the high school girl who made all those resolutions and then quickly forgot about them? Or are we like the seed that fell on good soil? That was the story about the author named John who committed his life to Jesus and then rearranged his life to follow through on that commitment. And brothers and sisters, you know, this is the message for us today. This is a question Jesus asked the people of his time. It's also the question he asks each one of us in our time. And once we answer that question, Jesus expects us to do something about it. So in closing, I want to offer up this prayer. Dear Jesus, we know that at times our hearts can be thin and thorny and rocky, not able to take in your, your word to the fullest and produce fruit. Please, Lord, make our hearts rich, surrounded by fertile soil in which your word takes deep roots. May we never fall away from you and your church. And when you ask us to sow your word in the world, may we never hold back. Help us to spread it with reckless abandon. Because when we speak the truth, a grace always goes with it. Amen.